Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is Table Stakes. I have trouble with this question, quote, why are job openings so hard to fill, unquote? It's a misleading question, or to be more precise, a misleading half of a question. Either through dishonesty or ignorance, it leaves out a key aspect of employment. A more realistic, honest query asked by someone serious about hiring would be something like this. Quote, why are job openings so hard to fill at these wages? Unquote. The reason for this is basic economics. The first question is merely abstract theory. Hey, why are job openings difficult to fill? The second question is an actual market discussion involving supply and demand that, of course, includes price. Without including price, this question is rendered meaningless. Employment is the exchange of time, effort, skill for money. How can anyone have a meaningful discussion about hiring when they're omitting half of the exchange, the wage portion of the question? I've been a longtime observer of this phenomena. As an example, this May, I referred to a really fascinating article in the Pittsburgh Business Times. The story was on a local ice cream shop. They had doubled their starting wages from seven and a quarter an hour to 15 an hour. They usually get a handful of applicants when they advertise. But at $15 an hour, they got more than a thousand applicants. This is not a new insight. This was obvious five years ago. By April of this year, it was becoming apparent that the balance of power between capital and labor was beginning to shift. I see the New York Times' Neil Irwin is recognizing this also. It's a changing dynamic within the labor market, and it suggests something interesting and complex is going on there. Consider, as an example, the quits rate. It's not only above pre-pandemic levels, it's reached 2.7%. That's an all-time high. And I always take notice when any economic data series reaches either an all-time high or an all-time low. What does it mean? It means we've never had more gainfully employed people quitting their jobs to do something else. Maybe they're taking another job. Maybe they're starting their own business. Maybe it's to retire or just do nothing at all. Justin Lehart in the Wall Street Journal wrote, quote, employers aren't only struggling to hire new workers. It looks as if they're having a hard time hanging on to the workers they already have, unquote. When the quits rate hits a record high, something much bigger than mere unemployment bennies is going on. Consider two recent headlines. Quote, workers are quitting hotel and restaurant jobs at the highest rate on record. And two, Americans are starting new businesses at a record pace. Hey, do you think this is a coincidence? I don't. It sounds like a lot of people are telling their bosses to, in the words of my buddy Joe Weisenthal, quote, take this service job and shove it, unquote. 2020's record number of new business formation is yet another fascinating wrinkle, another interesting data point. I can only imagine lots of people discovered during the pandemic that, guess what, they prefer to control their own schedule, manage their time, design their work process, do their own jobs for themselves in a way they want to do. 
job openings at record highs, quit rates at record highs, new business formation at record highs. Why, it's almost as if these things are related. Work from home is not quite like working for yourself, but it's very different than the traditional nine to five toiling away in an office for the boss man. When given an opportunity to choose, many people prefer the former over the latter, some enough to vote with their feet. As my friend Morgan Housel explained in The Psychology of Money, quote, controlling your time is the highest dividend money pays, unquote. For many people, wages are an important factor in employment decisions. Teenagers, for sure, as we discussed recently, and many other workers, regardless of wage. But that's merely table stakes, the cost of being an employer in the modern economy. It is much more complex than that. And I am not merely writing this as an armchair theoretician. Ritholtz Wealth Management has 40 employees who eventually start earning above average salaries. They get health care, 401k, profit share, a path to equity. But just as important, they're given wide latitude in how, where, and when they do their jobs. This was true even pre-pandemic. We give people control over their daily lives in a way that a lot of other firms don't give to their employees. My philosophy, tell employees what their and the company's goals are. Develop metrics to measure progress. Give them the tools they need to accomplish those goals. Empower them to make smart decisions and then get the hell out of their way. Compensation is merely table stakes. They allow you into the game. But there are many other factors driving employment, retention, and everything involved in today's labor market. As I said, it's complicated. Where are we now? I see this economy running at a 6 to 8% GDP, showing no signs of slowing down, at least not for a quarter or three. Saving rates are high, credit availability is good, interest rates are low, and there's a ton of pent-up demand from the COVID-induced recession. This is a textbook recipe for an economic boom. With it, all of the commensurate increases in wages you would expect. How this still escapes some businesses is beyond my ken. For more from me, check out The Big Picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.